Happy Women's Hair Story Month. Oh, God. What? That's a great start. That's that's how I wanted to start it. What, you Is thought I was going to read the script? No, you called <laughs> her story. That's yes. just, I find that cringe. The, Why? The idea. I find that a little cringe. I don't. Okay, let's just uh, get into it. So, disclaimer for this episode. If you are easily offended by two women talking about topics like women's health, sexual habits, and saying the words boobs and vagina, then kindly piss off. I don't know if I'm going to have to make it explicit because of those words. <laughs> honestly, I mean, honestly, I'm not sure. We'll see. After over a century of, the, of content creation worldwide... Hollywood is finally acknowledging stories about the other half of the population. Not stories about women becoming mothers or as victims or as cautionary tales or sex objects, but as real people. Women being represented in all shapes, sizes, and colors as being themselves. Showing them as friends and sisters, as professionals, as something other than their relationship to men. As never been, has never been as widespread as it is now, at least in the U.S., and the show Took and Birdie, in my opinion, is the first animated comedy to be solely about two women at its core. Um, yes. Finally, women are being shown on TV like how men have been shown on TV for a century. For a century. It's not just like, not just as like co-stars to men. But their relationships, not as just, like, either co-stars to men or mothers or something. Or a, girl, but as, a girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. But as real people with their own autonomy, decisions, and choices. Finally. Good job, Hollywood. <laughs> it only took over a century of content creation. Um, and even then... Julia, don't walk away and keep talking. No, I'm getting this just in case. <laughs> in case we talk about the show that shall not be named because we it's always on our minds. <laughs> Shut up, Ava. Um, okay, so Tuka and Birdie, I heard of it the first time from a youth channel who does a video, video essays about uh, adult animation. And... Um, I just, I found, not because of Bojack, even though it is the same animation studio. Um, so I thought it looked super cool and it looks silly. And so I uh, tried it and it's so funny. Like, it is indeed of, super cool and silly. It's so funny. And I just finished I, the show last night. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, it has been canceled by. HBO Max, which is sad. Let's talk um, about its life for a second. Yes, well, that's that's we'll get to that at the end. Um, so the animation style is like a combination between surrealism and uh, BoJack, and they also do um, a couple elements like from cartoons from when from the early two thousands where they did like they put in a little bit of stop motion or real pictures, um, and it's it's bright and silly and saturated it has and a very gorgeous a very a very lively animation style the backgrounds are always super interesting the like everything's kind of loose and like that's bouncy. the surrealism yeah and like you know the stop motion and like 
picture cutout portions of the show are really good Mm -hmm. and well executed. So I'm not sure if it does take place in the same same universe as Bojack because they do mention that no, they do mention that there are humans, but there are no humans in this town because it's Bird Town. Yeah, it's Bird Town, but there are other animals in Bird Town. Apparently, they segregate their people just like we do. <laughs> Social commentary. <laughs> um, so, um, so I think it's because super... they wanted to more separate itself from Bojack. Yeah, I guess. So it's very bright and it's surreal, and they use that to their advantage by making the color the characters bend in weird ways, and it, it makes it feel um, like how Bojack uh, portrayed. Uh, stories a serious subject matter but and then you also have characters who can bend inside out and be eaten by snakes and not die and then uh, like all that craziness that happens very much cartoon logic not like bojack where it had more it it wasn't it's not as bound to reality yeah it's more cartoon logic Uh uh-huh which is because it's literally a cartoon, so (laughs) so it treats it like a cartoon it's like the 1930s Inspired by like the 1930s surrealism animation, animation style. tropes, yeah, um, where characters can aren't bound to like physics, <laughs> <laughs> um, and the animation style is super cool. They change it every once in a while. Um, they use it, and they they when they change it, they show like they when they change it, it's on purpose. Like they're showing um, when someone's telling a story. Or they're um, accentuating uh, explaining a something, or they're accentuating a character physically. Um, yeah. It's delightful. Um, one of my favorite episodes is actually the Night Friends episode when she meets Kara, because the animation it's so cool, and the show's like it's kind of like a bottle episode where it's showing like Tuka going through this routine for like three days or five days. Um, and the animation style is so cool, and the sounds are so cool, and the detail of the people paint like this feels like it comes from the mind of a kid. This what I'm about to say. When this shows the people, you probably don't even remember this, but when it shows the people painting the leaves of the trees to like show it's moving from oh, sum- yeah. summer to fall, I think that's so awesome. That is because it, it's idea. it feels like it's so creative. It feels like it comes from the mind of a kid. Like, like that's something that a kid would think that might happen. It's so cool. And I, I just, I, I love that episode for a lot of reasons. Um, one of them is because of the animation. It just shows that they have so much creativity with this world. And it mostly stays in the bounds of this um, um, town called Bird Town. And, um, okay, now I'm starting to think it's not in the same universe as BoJack because they also have the jelly vacation spot also they have it's the all food people. huh the plant people that too yes there's also so there's animals there's humans that we never see and there's plant people which i think is super cool um concept for because we always anthropomorphize animals but having anthropomorphic plants that was so interesting to see how they would actually work as people mm-hmm. they don't have faces just yeah they don't have faces but it really makes you think like what is can what is like considered like 
vegan or something in this universe chicken and i guess there's no vegans then i well we saw tuka eat her eggs so (laughs) and birdie bakes so we know eggs are not off the table (laughs) Mm. i guess cannibalism is just accepted in this universe kind of have to stretch your imagination (laughs) (laughs) um but uh yeah i absolutely adore this series from start to finish um, I think it's beautiful to look at, and it's I personally fun. think it's more fun to watch with people than by yourself, in my opinion. <laughs> yes. Although, when I, Brandon, uh, when Brandon saw me watching it on the, on the TV, um, he was like, hey, what's this? I said, you might not like it. He said, why? He's like, it's a feminist Bojack. He's like, I'm a feminist. And I'm like, yes, you are, but it's not that kind of feminist. It's like, <laughs> no, it's, it's not. more it's for women. It's a women's show. feminism. It's not for it's not for men. It's not for male feminists. It's for very women. much for women. By it's women. for women by women. Yeah. Um, voiced by the lovely Tiffany Haddish and um, Ali Wong. Ali Wong and yes. um, the what's his name? Stephen Yuen. Stephen Yuen plays us. Uh, the male lead in the show, and, and he also uh, not the lead. He's, no, but he's like the main. He's the guy. male, male, main, main male character in the show. He also voices Invincible, and now whenever I hear Invincible, I can't stop thinking about Speckles. Speckles is like, I love Speckles so G. much. He's I thought he was gonna be like kind of an antagonist, like getting in between Tuca and Birdie, but I like that they have. He has his own separate relationship with Tuca, and mm-hmm. they just work together for Birdie's sake, which yeah. I love. Um, they're like a little family, um, but yeah, I can't know. I I know I watched Invincible first, but now I can't not hear Stephen has <laughs> speckles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Ali Wong and Tiffany Hash are two very funny people in their own right. Mm-hmm. And the thing that's funny, I've watched since watching the show. I've watched a couple of Ali Wong standups. What's um, the show like? Who's the creator? Look I'm look <laughs> so I'll I'll talk about Ali Wong for a second. Um, she her her comedy is funny because, like, and I feel like this is also how I feel about the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. She's funny because she's not trying to be a male comic. She's talking about things that only women can relate. Lisa mm-hmm. Hannah Walt. Oh yeah, she's made a couple other things too. Yeah. You, can you see what else she's made? Because that name uh, let's is very see her familiar. IMDb. Hold on. So, so Ali Wong's stand-up is cool because it's it's about women and things that like that only women can relate to, and it's it is very risque at times, but it's fucking funny, <laughs> um, uncomfortable for men and funny for women. That's how I describe this show, mm. and also her comedy. So I feel like it's perfect that they cast those two very funny women for these two characters she worked on bojack as a producer sounds about right on cartoon hell which is a show on um it's a show on adult she worked producer and showrunner of tuka and birdie uh writer on writer on tuka and birdie so she's mostly worked on bojack and tuka yeah that's why i I recognize her most prominent prominent roles yeah, she was probably responsible for a lot of Diane's storylines. And mm. versus Carolyn. 
Um, but yeah, and the, yeah, one of the things jokes in my head was that they had to make this show to because they made BoJack, and they did a lot of things, a, a lot of bad things to a lot of women in that show, so they had to like redeem themselves. <laughs> um. So that's the and that's uh, a be so um, brief synopsis. Tuka and Birdie is a show that was made on. It started on Netflix, and then the net the season two and three are on HBO Max. It's about these two uh, friends, the titular Tuka and Birdie. Tuka the toucan and Birdie what type of bird? She's a robin. No wait, yeah, yeah, no, she is a robin because Speckles is supposed to be like a male robin. Okay. So, um, and they uh, live in. um, They are best friends and. They've been best friends since college, and they had uh, Tuka had to move out of their apartment after they've been living together for years because Birdie wanted to live with her boyfriend. So Tuka lives in the apartment upstairs uh, from them, and hijinks ensues, and they just navigate being thirty in this world um, and how to cope with being the friends that they have been, which is gone up and down, and. and navigating relationships and sexuality and uh, yeah, preferences. one of the one of such an interesting concept that I haven't seen explored in a show before is not a character. So Tuka is a former alcoholic, and it's interesting that that it's not about her journey battling alcoholism. She's already overcome it. And that's also a very cool part of her character that I usually don't see in shows. It's usually, oh, there are alcoholics, and they, like, the sh- their they arc is about fighting. The, yeah, their arc is about fighting it. But no, she never backslides. She just lives her life as a She's coping free. with ha- being sober. Yeah. Which, in their experience in the relationship, and that... Birdie's so used to her being crazy all the time and that's just and taking care of her and that's been their dynamic for years and after um after uh having a stint uh alcohol poisoning it which traumatizes Birdie um she finally decides to get sober and she has to cope with being reality which is scary but that's all all in the past yeah that's no, all but in she's, the past no but she's but she's still She's currently coping with being in reality and having to face I know, I know, dating I know. It's all sober. Yeah, but it's also like her alcoholism is in the past. Yes. Um, so one of the things that I've seen depicted in the show that I have never seen um, is uh, women's health, first of all, in a animated setting and sexuality women's normal sexuality i believe at least for women um because you don't really see this much with men but with women i believe that as someone who is i used to claim that i was bisexual but i just i believe that anyone can have feelings for any sex or gender um and or this lack show, thereof or lack thereof I believe that anyone, uh, you don't have to have a label that sexuality is a huge spectrum, um, that you don't have to put a, I used to put a label on it, but I believe that it doesn't matter 
No laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Ava made me laugh. Slay. She's like, slay it, queen. Um, <laughs> no, but I'm the thing is, you're like so sideways. You can see what you guys can't see. You're just so sideways that it looks so, so stupid. <laughs> Anyways, I believe that anyone can feel uh, uh, sexual towards any gender. Um, no matter if you claim you're straight or not. I don't believe anyone's straight. I don't think that's a thing. No one's 100% anything. Um, that's just how I feel, at least for women, because women are just, I feel like women are just more sexually fluid than men, naturally. I feel like they're also allowed to be. Like, it's more society accepted. Yeah. Or, like, so, anyways, so, um, fuck, they, like, I believe, like, okay, here's what sorry. I believe Tuka is suffering from. I believe she is suffering from PCOS. What's that? I'm gonna look, show you the definition of PCOS. PCOS is a hormone problem for women of childbearing age where women may have um, cysts in the ovaries and missed uh, I was going to get to that. I was going to get to that later, but we could talk about it now. Anyway, uh, PCOS can cause lack of... Fer- you can get surgeries, but the surgeries cause lack of fertility and... Um, mm-hmm. Polycystic ovarian syndrome is PCOS, uh-huh. and it causes very, very extremely painful menstrual cycles and ovulation cycles. Mm-hmm. So that's. What and have you ever is. heard uh, anim? If you can name one more animated show that talks about that, I w- I'm waiting. Exactly, you can't. I only heard about it because I personally experience very painful ovarian cysts. Mm-hmm. In my life, I don't have PCOS, but I experience every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so I've done research about it. And so that's a, a very serious syndrome mm-hmm. that people can have. And having that as an ongoing plot point throughout all seasons, that's powerful. Like, that shows representation. Because people, men. There's some things that just men will never understand. Like, you could be a feminist, but having having your body hurt once a month is bad enough, but having a disease because of that that you can't control, it's it's scary. And and, and these, these are things that no one as no one talks about cuz it's too, like uncomfortable, but it's it's true. Ovarian cysts make me want to die. <laughs> like I want when I have those. I've had one re- attack recently. I want to punch myself <laughs> and die because <laughs> mm-hmm. that's how I feel. And, yeah, and it's I'm not lucky. even PCOS. <laughs> I'm lucky that I haven't experienced that yet. <laughs> Knock on wood. Yeah, because it's genetic in our family. Um, so. Um, I'm very lucky that I haven't experienced that yet. Um, I, so, I remember that first time and it was so scary, um, seeing that you go through that. Yeah. You th- we thought my appendix was bursting. That's how painful it was. Yeah. And nope, it's just something that happens cause fuck us. That's why. Unavoidable. <laughs> Unavoidable. Unavoidable. Cause fuck, fuck us. That's why. Unavoidable. 
Um, so yeah, these are something, and I think that it was really interesting. It was that's why um, Tuka's partner in season three, Figgy, was a tree because it was showing that he doesn't understand how animals work. So it's like yeah. a metaphor for like how even men if you feel. love your partner, men just yeah. don't understand. Or 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 if you're if you're trans and you're you're a trans woman and you have a partner who's a who's a woman, A-fab. you just a what assigned female at birth. Okay, assigned female at birth. You just don't understand, <laughs> and it's it's and it's these and it's one of the reasons why I love this show is because they show that that they show that. Women try to take care of each other. And even if you have this thing, you try to deny it or you just... Women are trained to just push their pain away. We're mm. trained not to make a big deal out of our pain. And yeah. even when we're dying, even when we have mm. a lump on our side, we're just trained to smile and laugh it off because it's not important. But it is. Yeah. And it's serious. Hmm. Um, and once again, if you can name another cartoon that talks about this or another show, I will wait. <laughs> Cause holy yeah. crap! And that's an ongoing thing in the show that um, Tuka deals with that. And um, so, one of the things that I find so fascinating about Birdie is that. Um, and one of the reasons why I made that very bold statement that I don't feel like any at least any woman is truly straight is because mm-hmm. so she in the beginning of the show we're just like oh she's only attracted to guys and then she we find out that in her past she had a huge crush on a, on one of her only friends um yeah Ava <laughs> no it's so relatable <laughs> exactly it is relatable my, that was my experience with first loves and I just remember just like i'm pretty sure i was creepy at that point just like always trying to see them all the time in school and that was just like oh shit no like as an adult i realized that that's fucked up but like when you're in high school that's just like everything so it's like i wanted to see her all the time and to the point of creepiness Mm -hmm. i'm just gonna put it out there and oh yeah, I definitely said some things to my first female to crush that I regret. Yeah, because I wasn't shy about my crushes in high school. I'm still not shy, but yeah. But anyway, it's just beyond. It's very real. That was mm-hmm. very real to me. So that's one thing about uh, Birdie's sexuality, and also Tuka dates uh, multiple men and women throughout the show, um, and the. For the that episode, I don't know how much this is. You're I'm allowed to talk about this because it's just like such something that no one talks about. Um, women can be kinky too. <laughs> um, Ava, Ava's smiling because she's gonna get uncomfortable with this. Okay, so, um, women specifically young women teenagers and girls are always judged for falling for older men if they do and birdie who is 30 and in a relationship has feelings for 
this baker who she admires. And even after she gets abused by him, she goes into the bathroom to masturbate. Which that scene, if you're not a woman, you have you're just like, what the hell? You're like, yeah. why is she doing that? Mm. Um, and so that scene to me speaks so loudly, even though it was very uncomfortable to watch, even for me. But it speaks so loudly to like, yeah, this is how women's sexuality works. You think it's it's the grayness of promiscuity and who does your heart belong to in a relationship. Um, is your art ever truly 100% belong to the person you love and want to be f- with forever? Um, because she loves Speckles. Like, they both love each other. They want to be together forever. But she still, even though he's an asshole, and we all agree about that, sometimes, and this is both, both all genders, sometimes you just, you want more. <laughs> Sometimes you just want more. Sometimes you want to be. Hey, I can't say that. I'm gonna get um, believe um, that I can't say what I was gonna say. But um, so yeah, just and that wild raw sexuality, uh, sexual energy. Can I say sometimes you just want to be spanked? Yeah, you can say that. Okay, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> this episode is explicit. <laughs> and um, this, he, she's attracted not to his personality, but to the raw sexual energy that no, he but exudes. to his she's he's attracted to his success and his status in the world that she cares about, which is also a thing. <laughs> um, and you only. Um, you never look at it from the women's perspective. You always look at it from the man's perspective of, oh, I'm the powerful man and all these women want me. But why is a question that has never been asked before. Yeah. And how does that look? Um, realistically, how does that look? And she showed us. And it was it was hard to watch, but it, it's real. Um, and only now I've seen... Um, normalizing vibrators mm. for it's not sexual it's 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 because women can't really masturbate without help mm. yeah because <laughs> it I takes mean, a can, lot it's exhausting <laughs> it takes a lot of energy to masturbate without assistance and um yeah another thing that i found that was really good about the show is that not every relationship I mean obviously this is a concept but like specifically with LGBTQ representation it's always like this partner is perfect they're the best they, mm-hmm. they're they supportive they're kind but Kara was it Kira or Kara? Kara yeah Kara Kara was a bitch and like it's so crazy because I've never seen like a gay women on bad relationship gay relationship where it's like they show that it's real it's just like any other relationship and ava was so heartbroken which her 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 image of gay relationships on tv was shattered it was kind of shattered. <laughs> shattered i was like welcome to the club <laughs> let's go welcome to the real world but <laughs> it was real like that's just how because like you want to believe that 
we're better. <laughs> yeah, we suck too. Be. Exactly. We suck. Lesbians can suck. Listen, I've met some stupid, and I've been manipulative too. Like, it's real. Like, that's just real life. Mm-hmm. Um, People suck. One of my favorite um, scenes about um, sexuality is um, that uh, when uh, they show that uh, Tuka and, I mean, Sp- per- Birdie and Speckles have this routine every day where he is a very loving and he's a great partner. He's a perfect domestic partner. But even someone who has as who is I I see myself in Bernie's shoes a lot. Um, someone who is career oriented and plans everything and is responsible and is the mom also has strong sexual desires and wants speckles to shake it up a little bit. And I know it's like a kind of a cliche that women are never satisfied. Yeah. But or the old like but it, oh it, the couple has gone into a routine so yeah. their sexual is <laughs> but the, she was like when it was like the narration and then she he was like bringing his hand down she's like yes <laughs> <laughs> I've literally experienced that exact same thing I'm like <gasps> it's happening <laughs> yeah I love that shit oh my god. Oh my god. And then it shows that like even when you're in a loving relationship doesn't mean that just because we we use vibrators doesn't mean that you're not enough for us. It's just that sometimes you need to substitute a little bit. Or it's not it's not even about like substitution, it's about like sometimes I just want time to myself and I don't want it to be a big deal. Mm. Which so like Like what if I Birdie's like feel- Birdie, like Speckles is playing video games on the couch, she's like, Okay, have fun. I'm gonna go in the bedroom and do my thing. Yeah. What were you gonna say? No, no. I was about to say like, what if I want to? <laughs> I can't say that. No. Oh, <laughs> no, we, uh, we don't know what we're. Still There's a lot to of say. things that we just can't say. <laughs> It'll be like a long bleep. We'll like, <laughs> <laughs> It'll be worse than the Bojack episode. Oh no! I had to bleep so much. <laughs> Um, okay, so now... I don't know if I can... I don't... I might have to bleep the word vibrator. I might... I don't know if I can. Have fun working on that. (laughs) Damn. Um... I'm I'm gonna check the guideline. (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, so, uh, now I want to talk about them, the three main characters, and then we'll talk about the Tuka and Birdie together. So, Birdie... So I don't know if I'm more like Tuco or if I'm more... I feel like I'm more like... I'm definitely more like Birdie, but I see myself in both of them at certain points. Mm. Um, so Birdie, uh, she grew up in like middle-class suburbia, uh, sports, extracurriculars, you name it. She did it all. Um, and I feel like um, that's why... You, I feel like that's why she's... I don't, I mean, it's a stereotype, but it's true that, like, she's meant to play an Asian character, like, mm. and I, f- I actually, for a side note, I love that they got Steven Yeun and Ali, all minorities, to play the three main cast. Like, that's yeah. real. Like, I don't think Even I've ever seen- Even though they're birds, it. they're still minorities. I feel and that she's, Atuka is black. <laughs> yeah. You know how you, like, you've never seen, like, so, like, the three main cast 
Asian American and African American. Um, and you how, can you name like besides in Fresh Off the Boat, can you name an Asian on Asian couple? Exactly. <laughs> so um so they're both I believe they're both Korean. I'm not sure, don't quote me on that. But um so they um they're so Birdie is meant to represent an Asian character and I believe Ali Wong was participating so in the writing. Steven Yeun is South Korean. Aha. Ali Wong is so tangent, but um so she grew up in a middle class home. Her parents put her in everything. Um went to uh, Chinese. Okay. Chinese Viet Chinese Vietnamese. She says she lived in Little Korea in um LA for a while so anyways um so she lives in a middle-class home she does all these extracurriculars she's the perfect daughter um and 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 she went to these places this place called the jelly lakes every year with every summer with her family and um she was in like this uh swimming camp and they reveal that she was um by a lifeguard in the jelly lakes which as a swimmer like that's like being stared at what from now on say sa okay (laughs) sa we're not allowed to say (laughs) that say sa okay fine she was sa'd by a lifeguard at this place that she in in doing a sport that she loved um, and as a swimmer, that is like one of your biggest fears. Like I guess I swam from nine to eighteen. Like as far as long as I could do it, I was doing it. And to be stared at and to be like high, showing so much of your body, and then people taking advantage of your like, and the way they told that story, like, oh my god, like I cried hearing mm. that. Um, so it's like this... the worst case scenario when it comes to sports and people you trust in those sports. Yeah, like like sw- swimming. I I was never insecure when I was in when I started, but then when I was in high school, I got um, I was super scared. Um, and yeah, and like and I did tennis too, and like for some reason I was more comfortable wearing a bathing suit than I was in a skirt, like. Why do they make women wear skirts in sports? Like mm. I, I don't understand. That was my worst part. That was the worst part about playing lacrosse, honestly. I played lacrosse for ten years when I was younger. Even in high school some teams were still skirts. Even in college some teams still use skirts. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So that happens, she gives up swimming, and then when she gets in high school, she Wants, she meets this other person and she wants to be someone else. She doesn't want to be the good girl anymore. Um, she starts hanging out with this girl. She comes goth and she gets develops a crush on her because she kissed her. And then her friend abandons her when she starts showing, like, she starts showing her crush and she gets possessive over her friend. She's like, how dare she talk to someone else? Which is super mm-hmm. real. Like, you build this relationship in your head, and then when they're not what you think they are, you get so pissed. Um, and then when she goes to college, she meets Tuka, and um, they live together for a while. Um, they party together, 
and um and then at a party they meet she meets speckles and then the rest is history anyway so tuka while ava is freaking out tuka (laughs) was um she was one of eight i believe uh yeah the youngest of tula uh, her the twins him tuka okay it was either six or eight five but six eight whatever she had a lot of siblings. She was the youngest, and she was. It was just her, her, her siblings, and her mom. And um, her mom died when she was young, and she had to be raised by her oldest, their old, the oldest sister. Um, and she never really recovered from that because she was a very strong codependence on people, and she. Uh, so she latches onto anyone who gives her like motherly attention and then she also has this um auntie um her her mom's sister who she uses uh as a piggy bank she uses her her aunt her rich aunt who was like a model or whatever made fashion stuff um she uses her as a piggy bank sorry 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 apparently anchor merged with spotify okay that's what i'm seeing okay continue so she uses her auntie as a piggy bank and she um in exchange for visiting her auntie often and um she uh basically mooches off of her she can't keep a job she's uh, more interested in partying until she um uh goes too far and gets alcohol poisoning and ends up in the hospital and then uh, she stops drinking she becomes sober and she 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 feels like um and then after she has an argument with her auntie she cut she gets cut off and she has to keep she has to find jobs now and she feels like she's she gets uncomfortable by being in a steady environment and she feels like she finds it so hard to date while being sober and she has a hard time like showing confidence in relationships and she is very codependent with Birdie because she feels like she's the most stable person in her life and over time she tries to reconnect with her siblings and specifically her oldest sister who still holds it against her about their mom and that she had to take care of everyone and she um is just oh thank fucking god okay cool 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 I'm you good. Done? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. She is judged on her body by her auntie, and she judges herself for having thick thighs, which I totally mm. relate to. Um, yeah. And yeah, she's just so realistic. I, I feel like I love her character. Her character is the funniest. She's silly, but it shows, like, and because they are playing, being played by two comedians, it shows that like the funniest people tell are have the darkest stories oh yeah so yeah yeah i definitely i don't know if i relate more to two now that i'm not freaking out (laughs) i don't know if i relate more to tuka or birdie because like i can't relate to just like the not having a plan or going from job to job but I can relate to the reckless behavior in terms of like romantic and stuff and 
alcohol and stuff, you know. Also, another thing about Birdie, um, and it shows the difference between their upbringings, that, so, like, when Birdie addresses it with her parents, we were, we show that she did tell her parents, but because she was so good or whatever, they just kind of swept it under the rug and, like, oh, she's still, but she's still such a good kid, and she's a good student, so it's fine. Um, and she she tells she she gets a therapist later in life because she just she could never work out through her shit because she always had to keep her mouth shut. And then um, in the state in the next episode they go to see uh, Tuka's family, and they're loud and they never they they never keep their stuff in, um, which is relates between the races. Um, diff- the culture is just different between Asian and black families. And I'm not speaking from not experience because I have a lot of Asian friends and they they relate hard to that. Um, that for like black and I guess Hispanic families too, it's just, you never keep your shit in. You just make everyone feel bad. <laughs> um, mm. And you don't, you, you tell it like it is, um, even if it hurts. And for her family, she kept it in. She kept it so bottled up so tightly that she's literally falling apart um, as the show progresses. Like her body, like she shows, like her arm falls off, her head falls off. Yeah, they have a visual representation. That's how they exploit the cartoonish um, rules the, in the show. The realism of the show. To show, to illustrate a point. Mm-hmm. I think one of my favorite... So when you showed me that clip of Tuca and Bray, the Spanish song that illustrated One of my favorite animated segments Cara's, of that time, by the way. Kara's abuse towards her. I didn't get it. I thought it was cool, but I didn't get it until I watched the show and I had context. But it's so artful and beautiful. I'm gonna, pull up, I'm gonna pull up the song because the song's beautiful even on its own, and I'll translate it after. But continue. It's so beautiful, and just illustrates how your friends will always be there to support you, even if you're going through this hard time. Kara was such a bitch. <laughs> well, explain why you just keep saying she's a bitch. So Kara was very like she's this nurse she has like her all her shit together and she meets tuka who is very much not like that during the night friends episode yeah and so they start dating but it's weird in the beginning because like tuka's not exactly sure if she actually wants to date her and you know this whole back and forth and then they finally do establish themselves as a couple but like Kara is just like keeps her all to herself she doesn't really let her see Birdie she makes her wear pants (laughs) (laughs) if you know Tuka she always wears short shorts it's very it's very Mm -hmm. a problem that she's wearing pants yeah, she, um, she shows, and also with one of the particular plant people, her neighbors, they show that, like, well, first of all, they show a bunch of different beautiful bodies, which one are... One of the sex objects in this show is a plant. <laughs> Not, Ava, that's, you're just, now you're, now you're, uh, 
you're ejectifying her. Um, Sorry. They show that that it's not for women. Boobs and butts aren't sexual. It's like like I I grab my boobs and butt for no reason sometimes. <laughs> what? Like it's That's just just a you thing. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's like it's not. It can't. It's like it's. And also now with cartoons, they're finally showing realistic body shapes. Hmm. Um, that curvy women and larger women and skinny women, like it's always been like the same thing for years. Yes, and like it's it's can be sexual, but it doesn't have to be. You know. Um, Yeah, I found the song. Okay. So for you Probably non-Spanish... the best part of the whole fucking show. Oh yeah, it's gorgeous. I like when I saw it for the first time, I rewatched it over and over and over again. So um, for you non-Spanish speakers, it's um, describing seeing someone and meeting them. And then the, in, the, in the little thing, there are dance... It's um, Tuca and Kara uh, um, and they're dancing. Um, well, Kara dances first and then... Um, Tuka tries to uh, dance, but she doesn't like how she dances, so she holds her hand and makes her copy whatever Kara's doing. And then when, and then Birdie comes along, and then the screen is bright, and she's happy, and she's not small anymore, and they're dancing together, and and the end of the song is like, I don't love you anymore. I don't love you anymore. I can't do this anymore. Um, you don't love me. So that's... But basically the translation for you non-Spanish speakers. Yes. And it's a bop. <laughs> we were both like we were both bop. like nodding and moving our shoulders while listening. Yeah, it's a bop. I wish there was more eighteen. There is a full version. They took that song for someone. They bought yeah, yeah. they bought this song. So I'll listen to that later. So um it's just such a realistic even though there's such crazy shenanigans and stuff, it's still real people. And it even talks about, like, older women in sexuality and sex mm-hmm. and, you know, like, uncomfortable topics like 
older women's bodies, like in one of the last episodes. Or like, or um, mom, and it's not a job. And yeah, it's not a joke. It's not played for laughs. It's real. Or were you saying that Birdie's like at the end? Birdie said that her mom, she is her mom doesn't love her dad anymore. Was that what you're saying? No, no, I'm talking about like, like, in the spa. Oh yeah. And the older women are there, and it's just letting it hang out. And also, um, well, at the end of season three, um. So they have like this Mother's Day thing, holiday, and Birdie reveal uh, Birdie's mom. Well, she first of all, Birdie tells her that she doesn't want to have kids, which um, for parents accepting their kids who don't want to have kids is really hard. Um, and she says she's so happy for her because she doesn't want her to feel like she's stuck, like she apparently. She's felt. glad she knows what she wants. Yes. At first, um, I thought they were going to do the stereotypical, why don't you want to have kids? But no, they. I was very surprised by that. Yes. And it also, she also reveals that she doesn't love her, 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 Birdie's dad anymore. Birdie's mom doesn't love Birdie's dad anymore. She uh, wants to reconnect with her um, high school sweetheart, um, which flame. is real sometimes. <laughs> like, you fall yeah. in and out of love with people. So that that happens, and also, um, so um, Tuka uh, and um, for before we get to Tuka and Birdie's relationship, uh, I want to talk about Speckles real quick. Um, I yeah. love Speckles. Man, um, he's the man. He one of my favorite ongoing bits in the whole show is his face. <laughs> yeah. Um. So he's also he so he's an architect. So he is like the definition of stable job, like a typical stable job. He's a very good domestic. Always wear the college shirt. Yeah, he's one of the definitions of good relationship on paper kind of guy. Like, he has a stable job. He loves Birdie. He's okay with Tuka. He, he, him and Tuka get along. Um... And um, so I'm a, I'm a, I want to do 3D modeling, uh, which is um, CAD, CGI, stuff like that. So I get a lot of the architecture jokes that they make. <laughs> like, just stupid jokes that only you would get if you Roast were an architect. Him. Roast his ass. Huh? They roast him sometimes. Yeah, the I know. Architecture exactly. jokes. Um, uh, so, yeah, Speckles is, like... First, I was very skeptical because it's like he's too perfect, but it it when they show like flaws in men or in just people like that in relationships that aren't really flaws, but they don't seem like flaws on the outside, um, but over time, like just these little idiosyncrasies that kind of like. Like, aren't big enough flaws to make you want to break up with them because of all these things they still bring to the table. It's like a very sticky situation. Like, he's amazing yeah. boyfriend, there's no doubt about it. But these little things that just push Birdie away sometimes. Um, where he's not too, this too much this way. And that's hard. Like, we can't... Sometimes you just can't have it all, even though he's amazing. Like you just have yeah. to kind of 
compromise and stuff and that's not easy lessons to learn it certainly hasn't been shown in in cartoons like usually when a character is perfect like speckles there's like yep he's perfect and that's it but it shows yeah. from birdie's perspective that even though he is a great guy she doesn't want to be with anyone else there's no as such a, thing as a perfect relationship as a romantic you want to believe that the perfect person exists is out there and that they will just be this flawless in every sense of the word mm-hmm. amazing person that will just love and support you forever and ever but that that's not real that's not realistic and that's something that's a hard truth that i've had to teach myself because that's just life it doesn't mean you have to settle in a sense mm-hmm. but it just means that like there's no perfect person yeah that's just everyone has flaws mm-hmm. yeah like recently in my own life i had to deal with that like that he was like he was like every like perfect on paper and then it just didn't work out for one reason or another and it sucks because you they still have all the qualities you want but they're not you don't and you can't be mad at them either and that's also hard that when you can't be mad at them for the things that you can't help. Um, so that's a um, very realistic representation of kind of like a loving relationship. Just a loving relationship. It's a realistic relationship of two mm-hmm. people um, who have desires. Um, and some are just more complacent than others. And you can't really... Mm-hmm. That's not a reason to break up with them. But it's still a problem. Yeah. So it's it's just a tough spot. Because um, sometimes we want our partners to be more sexual than they are. Yeah. I also thought it was really cool about their conversation about having kids. It was really re- cool and real. Mm-hmm. Just, just, just. <laughs> I mean, you could still like, because. like Speckles, like makes a house for her and everything, but it's not because he wants to fill it with kids. He just wants to make her a house so they can live happily ever after together. Yeah, it's it's cool. Um. Uh. So now, uh, two converted together. I love their relationship. Um. It's super. It shows, it's a perfect, it's a very realistic representation of two women who are absolutely best friends and it's, they're like magnets. It's more than being friends, it's like magnets, like they can't not be away from each other for so long else. Um, Panic ensues and they don't know what to do with themselves. It's also an example of like codependency um, and enabling of people. Um, and it kind of p- turns speckles off sometimes because she's so like, she's like, you can't help yourself. Like, and then Tuka always in- interrupting their moments and stuff. Um, but they show that they both, um, genuinely care about each other. And it's not just, and it's not always Birdie helping Tuka. Like sometimes Tuka nudges Birdie in the right direction because they have different insights and different, um, ways of thinking about things. And, uh, like, Tuka helping uh, Birdie with her anxiety and 
um, Birdie helping Tuca stay sober and helping her when she needs it, and them both telling each other telling each other that what their families do is not right. It's also interesting about them being friends like later in life, mm-hmm. because it gives it's a good storytelling way to like show things that happened in their past and like mm-hmm. introduce those aspects of their characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like, like the jelly mm-hmm. incident or her mom being dead and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like lifelong friendships don't really happen to women. They only really happen to men. Like, we know a lot of, like, Gen X men, like, people who we uh, grew up with who are friend, who have, they're adults who have been friends forever. Um, but that only happens really to men. Most women don't have lifelong friendships. And most women meet their, their people uh, later in life that they're going to stay with. Yeah. Or they, they try to stay with. So I because also feel like that's are realistic. Jerks when you're young. Well, it's not just that, but we're always like it's so much easier to make friends when you're men, when you're a male. That's why, like, most of my closest relationships throughout my life have been with guys because it's just so much easier. Because there's a lot of things about the w- female species that makes it hard to be friends, um, even though. You could argue that women are more social, or at least supposed to be more social than men. It's just harder. Um, you never hear a man saying to another guy that, like, hey, you did, you saw me in a bar, you didn't talk to me. <laughs> Interesting example. They're like, no, he'll, he'll, we'll see, we'll see him later. Um, but, hmm. so their relationship, I feel like that's another realistic uh, part of the relationship. I, I'm glad that you mentioned that they met each other later in life. Um, so, uh, our mark. Uh, so, the show was canceled during the great HBO Max purge of 2021. Made a lot of women unemployed. Um, good, good job. For, good for you, HBO Max. You're so good, HBO Max. You did such a good job. <laughs> so... Uh, before we, I get into the politics involved, uh, cliffhangers that, uh, we'll never get a resolution to, um, mm. there are a few, <laughs> um, <laughs> it sucks. Cause like I said, cause it, they, they don't, they have cliffhangers that won't get resolved. Um, and, uh, you can explain because you watched the show more recently than I have. Um, we'll never get what happened with Birdie, like her resolution with her PCOS. Like, you how mean, will that affect her fertility? Because she wants to you have mean Tuka. kids. Since- yeah. Tuka, yeah, sorry. Tuka, how will that affect her going forward? Because mm-hmm. she wants to have kids. Um, how will her relationship with um, Figgy, mm-hmm. imp- like, what will happen there? Mm-hmm. Because they have a lot of chemistry, mm-hmm. and they do like each other still. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's another you know, example Birdie. of perfect on paper relationship. But she just can't be with him because of his alcoholism. Yeah. Speckle and Birdie, will they get married? 
Will they get live in the house? Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Uh, will Tuka's auntie pass away mm-hmm. soon? And that was like the show was pretty episodic with mm-hmm. like overlapping elements, mm-hmm. but that's just some of the things that were overarching throughout yeah. the show. Yeah. Um. So now, oh, also I- Birdie's baking. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, she's uh she works at an office for the first season, but she wants to be a baker, um, which is like it happens to a lot of people, like where they they'll say that they'll do something, they want their side the hustle, money. they want their side hustle to be their job eventually, but they never, they can never get to it because it's just not lucrative enough for them. And she has um, she eventually tries to open her own baking bakery. But it doesn't work out. Uh huh. And that's just life. That's real. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it it's like the subtext that like you could only exceed in some fields when you're working under someone, specifically a man, or even a successful woman. Like sometimes like I feel like millennials and Gen Z feel like it's so hard to break through all of the s- established institutions and make the next big thing. And be successful because yeah. even at the and towards the end of the series that she was working for this woman, and she finds out that she was a sellout, or whatever. What was it like? Kind of. She, she basically was like trying to make deals with like the big companies to mm-hmm. sell her product. And it shows the once again the subtext the difference between her and Pastry Pete that she he didn't have to sell out to be successful. Yeah. Because he's a male. Yeah. But she has to because that's how it works. Not everyone is like meant to be the next big thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's like how they show like the, the careers of the characters. Speckles' architect job—he was unemployed at the end of the series. Oh yeah, shit! I forgot. Anyway, that's just more of that. <laughs> I also love Speckles. I totally relate to Speckles. Like he, he just depressed. can't sit. He, he couldn't sit. And- he couldn't sit still. And Tuka made him mm. like you have to be like a slacker now because you are an unemployed. And then he like learned the guitar and like learned how to speak Spanish or whatever. <laughs> Spanish and the I'm like yes, I totally relate to that. I can't sit still either. This is like my first Saturday off in like two months, and I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I relate so hard to that. Um, so uh, now, uh, second part that I want to talk about the show getting canceled. Have you noticed that at least in America, whenever there's a wave of feminism, that it's followed by super misogyny? Like it's two like steps that. forwards and one step back. Like what? Like in the eighties, there was a um, lot of super feminism and stuff, and now and then in the early two thousands. Men thought that it that we solved feminism, so now that uh, we can be super misogynist on movies and TV. Can you give examples? <laughs> like the representation, like the tabloids of uh, Britney Spears, and like yeah. being super misogynist in movies. Like I can think of a lot of things, uh, movies that are. Like, but how have we gone? Don't age well. <laughs> Hmm? How have we gone backwards in terms of Tuka and Birdie? Um, with 
people who were canceled during Me Too coming back in the spotlight and um, that idiot who I don't even know his name because I just refuse to know his name that um, was human trafficking and is also like a misogynist influencer. Andrew And Pete. that weirdo. Huh? Yeah. And that Andrew weirdo. Pete. And that weirdo with the muscles that like is like super like mas- overly masculine and like eats meat and stuff. Um, the liver king. Yeah. Why do you know this? I watched an expose on the Liver King recently. <laughs> and? <laughs> he was a fraud. He was using steroids. Yeah. Um, but either way, <laughs> men now are claiming that they are, that men, men are claiming that young men are now, today are depressed and lack purpose and it's it's kind of there is truth technically like i learned a lot about this in my economics and sociology class in high school last year that women are the ones graduating college the most and they are taking more chances and it has to do with a lot of things between covid and blue collar versus pink collar jobs and um, white collar jobs It, it has to do with a lot of things but there is this wave of like super misogynist influencers and trying to reclaim masculinity or saying that masculinity is going down the drain because of pop men in media like Brad Pitt and Shawn Mendes and uh, Charlie, what's his name, and being more feminine. Um, or Harry Styles. Harry Styles, that's what I was looking at, Charlie Puth. Uh, Harry Styles being more uh, feminine, feminine male icons. Um, so there's your examples. Yeah, but that's not really in the industry. I was just thinking about the industry. I feel like we're in this like post, um, post girl boss, post media. Me yeah, post girl boss media. Me too. Shit. And now we're just in this like ocean of terrible feminist content <laughs> watch um no you have to be 18 to watch that movie watch um, i am 18 no i'm t- audience why are you to say they're um, not 18 i don't know it doesn't show that in the demographics um watch what's that movie with the not atomic blonde but it it was, um... I like Atomic Blonde. What was the movie with that was... With Charlie had... Starrett? Yeah. Which was one? That? The one with the... Where she went to clubs and pretended to... No, be that wasn't Charlie Starrett. That was, um... Another person, but it was, uh, called, um... Uh, Promising Young Woman. Yeah, watch Promising Young Woman. It's a great example of actual like feminist content in the modern post girl boss age well one that was in one that came out in 2010 which i think is cool is um this uh have you ever heard of gone girl yeah so it's like female anger that it's so we are like taught to be like let so much slide and then when she finally snapped the movie's so controversial because they think that she's a psycho she's this she's that or some people think that no she's a noir feminist 
Like mm. it's so it's so extreme what she does in the movie, but it's representing like female anger that it's time to stop letting things get stop letting us push things under the rug so easily. It's called a it's a thriller mystery. Mm-hmm. Um what is <laughs> Um, okay. your wife probably wants to kill you. <laughs> 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 oh um, but yeah, so I feel like this is an animation channel. <laughs> I, I sorry, yeah, you're the one who brought up live action. I know, I did, I did brought up promising young woman. Um, um yeah, I've I've tried this whole time not to talk about this Marvelous is a Mrs. media Maisel, discussion, but this um, is a media discussion. I feel like it sucks that Tuka and Birdie was canceled during this post Me Too um, backlash. Like I said, it's like two steps forward and one step back. Like Roe v. Wade being overturned, like shit like that. Don't even get me. Don't even get me started. So um, yeah, there's your post feminism, Ava. You're like, what do you mean? There's no post feminism. <laughs> have you learned nothing about unpregnanted government? <laughs> You should be forced to watch that movie to see the lengths people have to go through. I to love get that movie. Portion. I this isn't yeah. a live action. This isn't a general movies and TV show, but I love that movie. Oh, I'm gonna so make my future so daughter watch that movie. Book Smart is also a good feminist movie. Yes, good comedy. We are Great smart for... and we are fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so funny i love that movie it's great um um high after like you're about to graduate high school movie yes both of them are good great great good good comedy and realistic like writing for teenagers and young adults Mm -hmm. still mad about that chick oh yeah i called it she looked like McLovin. I just didn't know about yeah, the guy. It's yeah. like it's like a it's like a woman's um it's like the the woman uh uh super bad. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it literally is women's super bad because they have to get the alcohol and shit. But in this but case they're just trying it's... to find the party. Yeah, they're just trying to find the party. You have to watch that movie <laughs> again. To... Yes, we have to watch that movie. Okay, we'll keep talking about this I later, but we have to end the podcast. <laughs> Yeah. We'll, th- we'll talk okay, about okay, this okay. later. Um, <laughs> so, yes, Tuca and Birdie. Oops. Incredible show. Um, shine a light on things that just don't get talked about ever, even among women. Um, and it was animated in a way that is gorgeous and um, helps you understand things, um, helps you really look into what it's like to be a woman in modern times. Um, and for, uh, for worse, it's been canceled and it sucks because it had more things to tell. And I believe I could, I believe it could have run on for one more season, at least not ended the way it did, which is a little weird. Even for the show, it was a weird. In our next episode, Ava goes on an hour long rant about the cancellation of Infinity J. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not really. I don't know if that's the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, two was too smart for everyone. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, if you like this podcast, it is still available. <laughs> 
<laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Hopefully we didn't have to bleep I, like half the things we said during this. I I will look at the guidelines <laughs> to see. But um if you like this episode, we are available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Anchor, you can suck it. You're the worst. <laughs> you scared the Don't shit bite out of the me. hand that feeds you, Ava. Anyway. We're gonna get empanadas <laughs> later. <laughs> Yes. We're gonna meet up in Brooklyn and eat some empanadas. This video is sp- this podcast is sponsored by Empanada City. Sponsored by Empanada City. Please the best give me free empanadas. All of the, the best empanadas in the whole in the United States. States. <laughs> the best empanadas <laughs> in the mainland. Approved by two Puerto Ricans. <laughs> the whole Puerto Rican family. Approved by yeah, approved by an entire Puerto Rican. <laughs> anyway, not really sponsored, but you can give us money if you want. To. No, just pay me empanadas. I don't want your money. Anyway, just pay me empanadas and that laminate. Thanks for listening. <laughs> we'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye.